Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us for the Carry On cast of Easter Lutheran Church. Um, with me today, I'm Hans Vigasa. With me today is Pastor Jen and Pastor Eric. And this trio has never been together before. Right. So we will see how this works. This is um, like a debut. Yeah. We're and, debuting our... And it, it, here's the thing. It may never happen again. <laughs> this is true. Think about that. <gasps> this may never happen again. So Don't I hope you're taking... That. I know. I hope you're taking notes. Uh, yes. I hope you are paying uh, uh, lots of attention because this may be the first and the last. Um not only because of time, but just because of quality. I feel like I'm the weakest link again <laughs> here um, as we do this. But uh, that being said, um, here we are uh, heading in Lent. We're mid- midway through Lent um, in our sermon series of Carry On. Uh, we've, we in the past have looked at um, several lessons, teachings of Jesus. And now we're trying to figure out how do we apply those lessons to life um, in the Gospel of Matthew. Um so should we start by reading the text so that sure. we all have a, a sense of this? It's a long one, um, so I hope you buckle up. Uh, drink a little sip of coffee before we start. Um, and I think Pastor Eric is, is ready and yes, willing sir. to fire away. Matthew 25, starting at verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? When was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these, who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me, naked, and you did not give me clothing, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Here ends the reading. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh, my. So this Here we is one go. of the verses, one of the texts, you know, where you kind of have this love-hate relationship to it. Like, there's a lot of you just stuff it. that I don't like. Yeah. Um, and I get to preach this text, and I don't like it. <laughs> and 
And so it's very challenging to figure out, okay, what what is God talking about? What is Jesus talking about? And how do we, what do we do with the carry-on piece of this? So um, maybe one of the places to start is just like, where is this happening mm-hmm. in context? Where does this happen in Matthew's gospel? And I think, Pastor Jen, you... Yes. Yeah. Well, we're this is an, yet another parable that Jesus is telling. We've had quite a few of them since we started reading Matthew in um, early January, December, even. So we've been slowly moving through the book of Matthew, and here we are toward the end, and we are getting very close to the crucifixion. And this is, I think, we decided like the last big teaching that Jesus gives to his disciples before he is moving toward the uh, being anointed and moving into the crucifixion. So it's like, this is his last big, like, here you go. Uh, Here's what I'm leaving you with. And it is a strong callback to the Beatitudes, which we talked about for a long time on our podcast, at least three weeks. And that was the first thing that Jesus taught his disciples. So it's this full circle moment where you hear the Beatitudes and then you hear Jesus saying, hey, I gave you the Beatitudes. What did you do with them? Uh, Some of you did really well. Some of you, not so much. (laughs) And it feels very black and white. Like you're either on the right side or you're on the wrong side. And, um, And that's hard. That's hard for me as a listener to... Because like you said earlier, we were chatting before recording, and Pastor Eric said, you come to this text and you always ask, am I a sheep or am I a goat? Because I really need to figure out where I'm at. And maybe that's the point. There's so many questions that this raises um, for me. And one of them is that sheep and goats goats question. Like, um, is this a text for believers? Is this a text for non-believers? Is this, I mean... Is this a text for Jews, for Gentiles? Who are the sheep and goats? Is this a text about missionary work? um, And who already has a relationship with Christ? Or is this about people who don't have a relationship with Christ yet? Mm -hmm. I think that is one of the challenges to figure out, okay, when you talk sheep and goats, who exactly are you talking about? Is this a blanket statement? Or is this a specific audience um, that is maybe not even relatable to us? So there's a challenge there. So... Pastor Eric, I'm going to direct this to you since you're new and have lots of chips left on the table. What do you think? (laughs) Who is Jesus talking to when he talks about sheep and goats? Well, I'm wondering if it isn't um, a both-and situation. Sure. And that Jesus, you know, he didn't come to get rid of the law. He came to fulfill the law. So when you hear this... um, Maybe it's holding up a mirror, and you should ask yourself, am I a sheep or a goat? Mm-hmm. And in fear, when you're when you're facing the law, you're going to be afraid and realize, I think I'm a goat. And mm. in fact, I think we probably all, if we're honest with ourselves, realize there's been plenty of times where we haven't done this, when we had the opportunity, mm-hmm. all of these things. Um, so, yeah, both and, but at the same time, uh, what stands out to me is how the sheep, the ones who Jesus says, you know, you did a good job, uh, they didn't know they did. Right, yeah. And they said, when did we do this? You know, yep. they, they're being told, you're, you know, you're the righteous, and, and yet they didn't even know. So I think that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a bit of the gospel. 
that, you know, you do belong to the Good Shepherd and you do all of these things even when you don't realize it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's great. Uh, there is definitely both, I think both, both the sheep and the goats, there's a sense that they're not surprised by their behavior, but they're surprised by where Jesus was. Mm. And also surprised yeah. by their failure to recognize Jesus yes. uh, in that situation. And, yeah. and for both of them. Both, both of the them. Sheep and the goats right. are surprised um, by who Jesus is hanging out with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you said a big thing there with rec- they didn't recognize Jesus. That's yeah. an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus says he's, he is in and w- with all these people and we don't recognize it. Right. Yeah. Why, why are they surprised? Um, and and what is what's the reasoning behind that? Um, it, right away in verse thirty one, it says, "When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him." And one of the big questions in this text is, "What are those nations? Who are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Are we talking about just His followers, uh, the people, uh, the Jews that are are?" are um, in his group or are we talking about the larger nations the the gentiles those who are outside of this early christian movement is this a more inclusive text than we think Um, like maybe in our neighbors who are not like us and um, are not uh, in our communities in the same ways Maybe they are showing us how to treat people um, Mm -hmm. and living out this call from Christ without even knowing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, you know, the headline of this is uh, judgment to the nations. And I'm going to piggyback off one of your comments. Um, It feels like this is less judgment and more mercy. Mm. Like instead of judging, how do we express more mercy? Mm. And I say that because we've had multiple texts previous to this that talk about judgment, that talk about, I mean, Beatitudes is one of those texts. Yeah. Yeah, Chapter 18, 19, where um, the the lawyer comes to Jesus and says, how do I inherit eternal life? Jesus offers him this word that he's not ready for. Later on that same same, uh, chapter, Jesus says, unless you can accept me like children do. You know, so here's, here's, we've had many words of judgment uh, in Matthew's gospel already. Mm Um, so I'm not sure this is another message of judgment as it is a message of mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, discover Jesus in everyone, and how can you express mercy to them? Yeah, it's again that first will be last, and last will, will be first. And how do we live that out in our daily lives? Um, and in this way, those who seemingly are last, uh, those that show mercy to those that are last, are the ones that are mm-hmm beloved by Christ. Um, it's just a, like like you said, Pastor Eric, I don't like it when Jesus holds up a mirror to yeah. me. That's that's no fun. <laughs> uh, very challenging. And this text definitely makes me think about where do I stand on this line between the sheep and the goats and life? That yeah. We need God's help. And yeah. the mercy is that he does help us and that you know, Jesus has come to die for our sins and our sins are forgiven. And Jesus makes us his sheep mm. and fulfills these things through us, which as we're, mm. you know, thinking about Easter Lutheran Church and all of the ways that we serve our neighbors. Yeah. 
that's all the Holy Spirit's work in us. And it's like kind of more a blessing when you get a glimpse of, you know, well, when did I do that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, well, you didn't, but the the spirit lives in you and Mm. works through you everywhere you go. And that sounds like mercy to me. Thanks be to God for that. Right. Yeah, that that humble stance of knowing that we can't do this on our own, but we need God to work through us uh, in order to be merciful. Somewhere, you know, I've heard some commentators say that, you know, even it or maybe it's, you know, Lutheran. Um, sort of mantra that it's mm-hmm. it's actually best if the one hand doesn't even know what the other hand's doing. You don't right. mm. you don't need to even know that you're doing these things, but we trust that it's mm-hmm. true. We mm-hmm. know the gospel is true for us, and we know that this is how God works in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I also think about this in terms of not just as individuals, but as a community how are we living this out as a church as a as a larger um, community are we as a community lifting up those that um those that are most vulnerable those that are on the margins um how are we doing that um and thinking about those people yeah i that was something i this is comes out a couple weeks after i preached but that's you know i I preached on care, mm-hmm. um, carrying on through caring for our neighbors. And if maybe some people were there to hear, I went on and on and on with the list of ways that Easter fulfills yeah. that mm-hmm. part of our mission to carry on the work of Christ. We mm-hmm. there's there's a long list of things that that we're blessed to be able to do for our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the congregation itself doesn't see it because they've had this ministry in place and it just is yeah. who we are. That's what Easter does. Right. But you and me, right. Pastor people. Eric, yes. coming in as somebody on the outside, we can come in and say, wow, this is amazing. Right. Uh, you you have a lot going on here that maybe you can't see, but we can see it. <laughs> I I use this language with my mission trip kids. They'll recognize this. Uh, my own personal kids. I got this from a youth leader a long time ago. And she said, on mission, we don't have to do anything, but we get to do things. Mm. And and even changing that simple mindset of, yeah, I don't have to take out the trash today, but I get to. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be with those who are hungry, but I get to. I don't have to be with those who are poor, but I get to. I don't have to be with those that are in prison or that I get to. Um, very simple kind of th- um, mm-hmm. thing to change in your brain, but it's really, really powerful. Um, and I think also very Lutheran. Like we yeah. get to be in the gap with those who cannot speak for themselves, mm-hmm. whether it's on poverty, homelessness issues, whether it's on justice issues. We don't have to as as saints and sinners, but we get to. Mm-hmm. And how do we live into that? Um, not only uh, individually with our own little neighborhoods, but as a church in our communities, finding those folks who are the most marginalized and how can we stand with them? We don't have to go cross country to find those. We have mm-hmm. them here. We we right. get to find them here. And so how do we get to join them right. in whatever struggle right. they have? Um, right. And I would even add that, in fact, we've been planted right here to be the right. kingdom, to be the kingdom of God and right. on this on this stretch of pilot now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. 
It's true. I'm going to use that on my kids when they need to take out the trash. You get Please to do. take yeah. out the trash. I use it all the time. <laughs> you get to do the dishes right now. I'm going to report back to you. I'll Please. tell you if it works. Yeah, please do. It takes a little while. But. You know what strikes me there, too, is that we've been, like, the big things that God's done for us are to free us to do even the little things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to, like, I talked to a, a, a guy recently at a funeral here at Easter who had a big uh, prison, was very involved in a prison ministry. And, wow, that's 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 really a big thing in my book um Mm -hmm. but we don't have to do something that big it can be taking out the trash yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah something small and as lutherans i think we do that very well is acknowledging that we live our daily lives um in gratitude to all that god's given us and that even small things can really make a big difference in the church and and in our community around us yeah so one thing I struggle with Matthew is these references that Matthew makes to uh, where is it uh, the eternal fire oh, prepared yeah. for the devil and his angels. <laughs> I feel like that in itself puts sets off alarm bells <laughs> for all of us. Um, and as a preacher, you read this text and then what do you do? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Are you going to talk about the eternal fire? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, just, and even beyond, before that, that you that are accursed, yeah, depart from me. I I don't like to think about Jesus wanting anyone to depart from him, right? Yeah. Or anyone being accursed. So, yeah, I've not worked through this yet <laughs> to discover what I'm going to do with this. Uh, um, but it's definitely one of those texts where, like, God, why did you do that? Yeah. Why, why is that in here? What are we? You know, what do you need us to see or hear right. or do? Um, what do you want us to experience um, with those little words? Because yeah, that one is very challenging. That one is really hard to hear. Mm-hmm. It yes, and it could be just a reminder to us that this is super important to Jesus. That the way we treat others yeah, is is crucial. Yeah. And it not only affects the people that we um, are are helping or the people that are in our community, but it also is a reflection about who we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it feels like, I mean... It's that mirror again. <laughs> along that same line, it feels like that's significant. The placement of this parable is significant as Jesus is on literally his last week yeah. until he dies. So the last words that he says to his disciples as a teaching context is this. And yeah. I feel like that matters, that that was important. If yeah. you haven't gotten it yet, you mm-hmm. need to hear this now. Yeah, you need to see those around you that are in in need and that you need to be aware and and doing what you can to to, you know, but then also trusting that the kingdom is created through us through God's work and that we have to rely on that as well um, because yeah. without God yeah. you know the, these good works are are uh, not the same wow tough text tough yes. to hear tough to read tough to think about um, you know and always the question of who am I uh, in this text and what is God trying to tell me so 
Lots to wrestle with. But thank you for listening. Thank you, Pastor Jen, Pastor Eric, uh, for your time. Um, and thank you for listening to this podcast. We're here at Easter Lutheran Church. We grow in faith to carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. <laughs>